Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Clash of the Titles, February Fanny, the podcast that this February pits two movies with something in common picked by fans of the show and puts them in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. This week, in the red corner, three friends build a spaceship and head off on a fantastic journey to meet an alien who just loves pop culture and another who finds human children very attractive. From 1985, we're joining the Explorers. While in the blue corner, another kid, but this one is all on his own, and then some, after he travels eight years into the future because Pee Wee Herman is a shit spaceship. We're heading to 1986 to witness the flight of the Navigator. Oh, stop talking about getting killed all the time. It's going to be great. What, what if the ship falls apart, okay? What, what if it falls apart? apart? She's a good ship. Don't be so paranoid. All right, okay, fine. Ready? Yeah. Flashlight. Systems check. Air pressure. Okay, okay, there. Check. 12 volt system. David, what time did you enter the woods? Around 8 o'clock. Then what happened? Reach this cliff. It's transmitting in alpha waves with complex frequency patterns in them. I, I know I fell. It's 1986, man. Eight years since that night. This is totally rad. I mean, you're my big little brother. So it's an alien altercation this week, but which film will be victorious? Let's find out. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. Release the Kraken. Hello, Clash Podders. She won't be undressing this early. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crumpson. I'm Chris Tilly. And welcome to our continuing journey of listener choices, clashes, listener chosen clashes, as we fully enter February Fanny. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> there we go. All right. Here we are. Welcome. Uh, now, if you've got a clash to suggest... I'm afraid we're full. That's right. The last slots have been decided. But, and I haven't discussed this with either of you, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. If you do have a potential clash, you can still email us, show at clashpod.com with a reason for your suggestion. And you never know, we might start dropping in the odd listener-picked clash Every so often. Well, then you're going to have to curate them because I want a break from this. (laughs) I'm just saying, every so often. I, I do do that anyway. I look at the list. That's at times. Sh- what? That's not okay. Why? You can't steal listeners' suggestions without actually I mean, acknowledging them. I think I do mention it. You don't. But if you want to email anyway, then they'll go- email Alex personally. <laughs> 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 they'll go into the pot, and then we'll discuss. We, we'll do this off it. We'll have a conversation anyway. Back to today. I don't know if it's occurred to you that someone could guess your email address because it's so basic. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, it. Yeah, I nearly said it then. Yeah. It's, sort of, I tell you what, there's a thinking. bit of a curveball at the end, actually, because it'd be like, who's using what? that? Yeah, still, <laughs> in this day and age, how I've disguised it by being a bit of a dinosaur. I once said my email address on stage at a student event, and every, everyone laughed, and um, and I didn't know why. And then I suddenly realised that I was very old. At friendsreunited.com. <laughs> <laughs> So back to today. Um, who do we have to thank for this clash of Explorers versus Flight of the Navigator? A couple of people. Great. A couple of suggestions. I think one came in from last year, actually. Oh. Uh, Danny Costa said, I'd like to put forward two films for battle. They are Explorers versus Flight of the Navigator. I haven't got a witty connection, sorry. Just kids <laughs> in space and adorable alien sidekicks. Uh, while Dan, Darren Scharf uh, says uh, his connection is Spielbergian movies of my childhood. And also, my good friend and yours, Chris, who turned me on to this podcast, Brian Scipioni suggested it a while back, and you said you'd do it. I don't remember this. Do you have a friend called Brian? There's a man in Austin that I'm friends with. Oh, yeah, right. but I don't think I've seen him in years. Is his nickname Skippy? <laughs> a little bit. Bawley, <laughs> yes. Skippy, but, but Ginger, <laughs> Bertie, Biggles. Hi, Brian, if you're still listening. And yeah, uh, awesome. Great. Great. So that's Danny, Brian and... Darren. Darren. Danny, Brian and Darren. Thank you, guys. Uh, so the clue I gave on last week's show was Boy Meets Another World. Chris followed up on Twitter with... Who knows? Um, annoying voices. Yeah, wacky voices. Yeah. So I just want to say, I realised that whack at the end of this movie may be a lot like me on mm. this podcast. Yeah. Just randomly doing impressions that aren't very good and quoting films for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to say, this has been a wake-up call. Oh, that's, bless you, that's so, nice. You know, I'm, he's, he's been whacked. I've been whacked. Okay. Yeah. Um, what I do is whack. Um, his voices are good. Well, they're all right. <laughs> they're really good, aren't they? Yeah. Well, Sean Connery's been great the last two weeks, everyone said. Uh, so, <laughs> the guest has arrived. Everyone said. <laughs> Mom, everyone said... <laughs> My mum said they were really good. She, she said, I've got a talent. Uh, so, uh, the guest has arrived at Lightspeed on our Twitter, at ClashPod. If you want to give us a follow, we're also on Instagram and TikTok, at ClashPod as well. And if you're in the business for a little extra clash of the visual variety, completely free of charge, why not check out our YouTube channel and subscribe? So... Who won this week with the first correct guess? Well, well done to Tibbs and Darren Scharf. But the winner with the first correct guess is Brett Hijack, who said the connection is both films have kids with blueprints for spaceships in their head. And Brett Hijack, uh, I know, is a previous winner because I mangled his surname that time okay. as well. Two things. Uh, Darren probably got it right because he's one of the people that has emailed and suggested it. <laughs> we just acknowledge. Okay, great. Well done, Darren. Uh, and Brett... Um, um, I, I, I'm right. This is a f weird coincidence we've got here. Brett knows that his films have been picked next week. He's figured it out. And in his secondary email, he's asked, he's told us how to pronounce his name uh, so we won't get it wrong. But that'll be next week, Brett, because this week we fucked it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just want to say uh, he, Sorry. he corrected me last time. Last time I, I mangled his surname, he actually got in touch and corrected me. Right. He He's... um. Yeah, he's emailed twice Look, in the last couple of Brett, weeks. Brett, next your, week we will get it right. Your prize is next week I will pronounce your name correctly. It's, so. it's um, Hyrak. Hyrak! Like shoe rack. Got it. Or Tyrak. Yeah. Thanks, Brett. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Spice um, rack. Yeah. No, no, Tyrak was the best because <laughs> it actually works. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Well, well done, Brett. Uh, anyway, Brett won, and apparently his uh, suggestion is next week. Is that a Valentine's Day special? It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh my god, next week's films. Oh, they're so good. Uh, <laughs> right then. Uh, so, uh, connection section. Uh, kids with blueprints of spaceships in their head. Thanks, yeah, Brett. Kids in space. Thanks the, the other man that said that. Peeping. Yeah. yeah, spying on girls. So mm, weird. Naughty. They're just kids. Oh, come on. It's the 80s. I know. I literally have that. It's the 80s. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, aliens quoting humans. Uh, humans quoting Star Trek. Kids uh, climbing up on roofs. Look at the sky. Talking metal spheres. This, this metallic spider thing on the oh, spaceship yeah. has got like, the sphere thing, and obviously oh, Max yeah, is yeah, just a sphere. Yeah. Rock and roll in space. Mm. Got little yeah. Richard and yeah. the Beach Boys. That's quite specific, that one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Considering they're a year apart. Um, Eisner and Katzenberg, they left yes. one to oversee the other. Mm. Oh, good. Yeah, didn't realise that. Did not know that. Um, two, two films that fall apart in the third act. 
I don't know. We can, we can get into that. <laughs> uh, one more side we'll than the other. I think I've, we'll have to. I've got uh, I've got one of Vicky's um, Ernest Borgnine style connections. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a brand new feature. Whatever makes you feel so, good, man. Uh, it, it makes me feel fucking great. Uh, River Phoenix was in Explorers, yeah. and his brother Joaquin Phoenix yeah. was at one stage considered <laughs> for Flight of the Navigator. Do, He's not in it. <laughs> no. I consider that connection. <laughs> he, he ended up doing Space Camp instead, which is very much of this genre. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Space and which camp. I'd like to do uh, with Space Cowboys. Sure. Um, children and old men stuck in space. <laughs> good. It's good. There's a very funny scene in the test flight module, which cracked me up as a kid in Space Camp. Although he wasn't called Joaquin Phoenix, was he? What was he called? He, he called himself Leaf. Uh, or his, either his parents or him he called himself Leaf and that's who he was for like the first sort of 15 years yeah okay, okay. So, bit of trivia he's not in it though so uh, well, but look what content we got out of it absolutely look at that it's all oh, about the content it's always out it's all in here yeah. uh, any more for any more no great so on Thursday Chris will be navigating us through Flight of the Navigator which means today V is exploring explorers V take us on a journey a group of hyper-aware misfits who talk to each other with handheld radios and build an antenna is the plot of Stranger Things Series 3. Hmm. A group of hyper-aware misfits in space dealing with very bad effects aliens is the plot of Dark Star. Put those two things together and you've got Explorers, the film Joe Dante did right after Gremlins when he could have done anything and did Explorers. I know, right? <laughs> a film that is sadly never more than the sum of its parts. Ben, Wolfgang and Darren put a waltzer in a bubble and go where no person has ever gone before to a rundown quasar in a shopping centre right in the middle of a private family argument and 20 minutes worth of impressions of TV shows and comedians I'm too young to remember. So I'll take it on trust that what passes for an act three is absolutely hilarious <laughs> the boys are sent away only now their shared hallucination encompasses girl next door Laurie who bloody loves it and rewards the boy who's been spying on her with a kiss is it an early example of self-reflexive easter egg powered postmodernism, or a strangely boring two thirds of a full film that everyone swears down didn't do well because of Live Aid which is ridiculous <laughs> but maybe it was just ahead of its time or rubbish not sure <laughs> you, I, I mean yes <laughs> obviously yes but I can see why Live Aid was an issue <clears throat> really yeah it was a it, it was a unique it was a quite thing quite a big thing it you was know, a unique I know it was thing a big, you're opening, more than one your opening weekend, though, the whole world, it was really hot everywhere, and the whole world was either watching it on telly or there. Mm. Yeah. I can see why that was an issue, but the film wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's a weird thing, isn't it? It's like, they, you know, Live Aid wasn't just done like the night before. They didn't go, do you want to do a concert tomorrow? It was in the diary. And this, they still went, no, what, was... what have we got to compete with that bloody concert? <laughs> what, 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 that concert is stealing our box office. Yeah. What do we have? I'm not but it was too... the first of those te televised concerts, and I, I think I just think it's it surprised everyone quite how big it was. Really, I think so. The yeah. biggest music acts in the world live on TV. I mean, it wasn't that surprising. All right, fine, it was surprising. Well, let's see, listen. I've never heard of this film, um, so I'm not going to be too awful because I can see why, and having had a bit of time to think about it, I can understand why it's much beloved, but imagine my surprise watching it for the first time. Um, it's, yeah, I, I never heard of it. It doesn't ring any bells. I wasn't like, oh, that thing. Like when I looked, when I kept staring at Joe Dante's Wikipedia list and you're like, that can't be right mm. because we've done basically everything else he's ever done <laughs> and everything else he's ever done is fucking brilliant. Mm. And not to everyone's taste as well. I really love the Burbs. A lot of people don't think it's great, but... But this, I just don't get it. But I won't be too mean. Um, when did you see it? Uh, this was the first watch for was me. Was it? Well, well no, I, 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 I'd heard of it. It's. Just, I just. I, I spent this movie trying to work out whether if I'd seen this in the eighties, I would have absolutely loved it. And I think, I think I would. I can help with that. You saw it in the eighties. <laughs> yes. And. It was a big part of my childhood. Um, I can remember the video, the poster, which which Joe Dante hates. Yeah, haven't got anyone on but it. But it looks good. The it's, poster. It's, you know, this is Amblin Spielberg. They were going really hard for that audience, and I was that audience, and I was that age. And so I can remember the vid, you know, the videos like the video store, renting it all the time. I didn't love it. But there wasn't that much choice. So I, I think me and a lot of people my age just watched it a lot. Yeah. Because 100%, even, what was I, seven, eight years old probably by the time this came out on video, 
I knew then it falls apart in the third act. <laughs> you know, I, I was re- I'm really into this movie until we get into the spaceship, and yeah. then I'm like, what? even at eight, I was like, this isn't very funny, and this is just annoying, <laughs> and I, I, I don't like these aliens, and I don't understand the sexuality here. <laughs> yeah, that's my. Oh. I want to go home, but the adventure of, of of building and flying off in your own spaceship, and they're quite likable kids. They're really like likeable, you would yeah. you would have really liked the kid who who didn't become famous. I think you would have looked yeah, up to him. Yeah. And yeah, thought, oh, he's Darren. cool like me. Yeah. yeah, he was cool. Yeah, and obviously the other two ended up being, you know, two fantastic actors. Mm. But um, yeah, so that's my childhood with this film. So it was a big part of my childhood, even though I didn't particularly like it. Yeah, okay. It just doesn't manage to get that ambling magic. There's one scene where it really hits its groove. We'll talk about it when mm. we come to it. Where you go, this is exactly what I thought this movie was going to be. Where mm. it's proper emblem suburbia with a little bit of magic, mm-hmm. and there's only one scene where that happens, and everything around it is a bit dull. Well, I'll tell you what happened to it because it is—it's a shame. Mm. Um, so the writer, if you get time, I'll send you—I'll send you the link. I won't send it to anyone else. It doesn't make any sense. There's, it was <laughs> to my email, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. my very cool email. Because Eric Luke, who wrote it, this was his first. Uh, the first film he had made he got an agent off the back of it he wrote it on spec he was he was a UCLA graduate and he'd done a few scripts but nothing was happening and then E.T. is like fucking massive and so he's like I can do that I can do a, <laughs> you know he, in his words like a neat one sentence concept three boys build a spaceship and go to space mm. so he get, like I say he gets an agent and it, and, it's, and it sort of makes some moves and it gets sold to Paramount but when he talks about making it I think it's good to read for someone that if you want to get something made because it's obviously a very chaotic humbling experience mm. and all your dreams are coming true and it's running out of your control faster than you can like grab back hold of it mm. and he was saying you know when you're sitting there writing you, you've ostensibly got all the time in the world you should get a move on but it's just you and you're doing your thing and then Joel Dante is like I need pages and I need them now and then he shoots them and you're like oh fuck I'm quite new and maybe that wasn't great and all the rest of it and combined mm. with all the usual pressures like the studio moving you know studio moved the release date and it got a little bit cheekily rewritten by the director and the act three is kind of, that's kind of his fault. And you, but you're just grateful to be there and along for the ride. And it's, I just found it very, um, relatable mm. what he was saying. So anyway, oh, I want to tell you about this, Chris. Mm. There's a rumor on the internet mm. that, um, it, <laughs> that Steven Spielberg, uh, bought this. This isn't true, but it bought, he bought the script to appropriate the a plot detail about, uh, kids on the sky and they were on bikes at one point and he bought it to steal that idea to put it into ET wow. and then lied about it because it's like, oh, it's a spec that now exists after ET. That's a rumor that I thought you might have been on top of. <laughs> but know. you said it's not true. It can't be true because I read every Luke's, I read this huge interview with him and he didn't go, he would have Steven Spielberg that. <laughs> would, like, nick my shit. So she wouldn't say that even if you did believe it. Though. No, my God. Yeah. Can Jesus. you imagine? No. <laughs> no, so don't do that. Uh, so, anyway, uh, Salt it's Paramount. Very, very litigious. It's very litigious. Very litigious. Is it litigious? Is, are we in trouble for saying that? I don't even you know. You are, potentially. <laughs> no, you've said on, you've got on the record by saying it's not true. Mm. Yes, thank you. That's fine. <laughs> if we put the video out where you're going, it's really. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Wolfgang Peterson, it was offered to, apparently. Mm. Um he just done the never-ending story. That's obviously massive. I couldn't find a reason. <laughs> Every time you say never-ending story, I still see Artex. And then I think about that tunnel that he escapes in. And everything's fine. Everything's fine. You see. Um, the only reason I could read about why it didn't happen was that, which I don't know how true this is, is that he wanted to shoot it in Bavaria and Paramount didn't. So, <laughs> so whatever. They wanted it to look American and all the rest of it. So they uh, get Joe Dante. Uh, so like I say the script had a lot of changes it did used to have an act three it was bad aliens versus good aliens so the aliens that the kids meet are in a bit of a battle with very bad aliens not with their dad I heard it was a bit like Space Jam where they they play baseball so the good aliens and the kids fight the bad aliens in a game of baseball that they have to win and I read that and I was like that sounds great that sounds fine I would love that yeah Um, and the stuff about consciousness was in this version of the script as well oh Mm. yeah um, about consciousness, we we're all part we're all of one connected, being. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, Pierre Tellard de Chardin 
um, had a philosophy outlining how all the consciousness is part of this giant being and it involves Dick Miller. That's why the Dick Miller character right. is connected to the kids because yeah. it makes no sense in the film. Yeah. No, they cut it all out. Yeah, and Cho Dante then said, it's a shame that the only movie that actually addresses that theory is The Exorcist 2, which is just a weird sentence. It, like, to be angry at The Exorcist 2 because it's the only movie that addresses joint consciousness. Yeah. There are a lot of reasons to be angry at that movie. <laughs> that seems way down the list. Because as it stands... He just looks like a weird kid stalker. He doesn't look like anything. It's no. so it's so left to wither on the vine. And yet, the fact <laughs> oh, wait till we get to the bits. Then <laughs> you're going to love my bits. But, but the fact that he's sharing this connection, he's supposed to be sharing a connection with the kids and have had this same experience when yeah. he was a child. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting, and that's something to explore. And then I'm cool with this old man following these children around. <laughs> yeah, and I'm being quite physically aggressive <laughs> towards one of them at one. But again, it's the eighties. It's fine. He's a cop as well. So is that what he, I didn't know? Is that what he is? I'm pretty sure. Well, he's in. A I don't know. He's in a police helicopter. Is that what that with is? With a policeman. <laughs> They're not just randoms who've got a helicopter bothering some kids in a spaceship. Oh, yeah. Did you recognise the actor who's in the chopper with him? No. He is in the film Mannequin. He's Hollywood! <laughs> <laughs> Why we haven't done Mannequin yet is beyond me. There is a reason. There's a couple of reasons, but you've come up with a perfect pairing for it that we'll have to do later this year because the film isn't out yet. Thanks, right. Chris. Um, so you mentioned Michael Eisner and Jeffrey Katzenberg. They leave Paramount for Disney. And then you get new execs and they're like, <laughs> they're Paramount. They're like, Joe Dante, stop making Explorers. Do Gremlins 2 instead. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> so they just sort of, they move the release deadline. They just try and get it out and get it done. And so they had to cobble together what they had. I've got to get it out for the same date as Live Aid. <laughs> get it out. Live Aid's on tomorrow. Counter-programming. <laughs> Kids There's, won't be watching that. Yes, were, yes, they will. Yeah. So then there was, a, there was a party scene where Ben and Laurie have a kiss rather than kissing in the sky. Um, there was a sub I mean I think Terminator subplot is actually quite generous <laughs> this is George Dante's words there was a subplot about bullies and then their clothes disappeared it's like that's not a subplot but whatever <laughs> we're sort of grasping at straws but, at this but no it's, Sorry, the never ending, it's the never ending story plot line isn't it of the bullies being oh, set yeah. up at the start and yeah. then you pay off at the end every kid wants to see their bully get taken down yeah. but, so they set them up here and what? then they, well they do pull down their trousers they pull down his trousers at the start of this film Yeah, it, that's quite strange sorry Sorry, and then their clothes disappear was a sentence. Yeah, because George Dante's actual words were in an interview, he was on stage when they were doing a live screen of this. It was quite a long time ago. I want to say 2017. Anyway, it wasn't recently. And his literal <laughs> words verbatim were, the guys had a crystal or something? <laughs> you, you directed the movie. Was it a crystal? Was it a and, something? And then uh, all the like, clothes come <laughs> off and you see... Everything, <laughs> <laughs> but then it. But if if the kids end up in their underwear at the end, the bullies, that would make sense because they pull down his trousers yeah. at the start. Because otherwise, it's a really weird thing for that bully to do mm. at the start to yeah. pull down the trousers. Sure. Yeah, because then you see everything. <laughs> so, so it was released before it was finished. Basically, it bombed. Everyone hated it. <laughs> um, we need a klaxon or something for cult classic alert. It's a cult classic now because it was shit. <laughs> Enough time has passed. It's no, it's a, I have to say, it's just a nostalgia thing. Yeah. I don't think anyone's claiming this to be a classic. No, I don't know. When I, I don't want to be harsh about it because I think it's beloved, but beloved mm. whilst being cognizant of its potential shortcomings. Yeah, I'd say that's where I'm coming from. What, yeah. did, what did Joe Dante say? He said of his final act, we came up with a sort of pop culture angle on it and we thought it would be funny. Audiences didn't. <laughs> that's pretty, yeah, brutal, <laughs> clinical. I mean, that's what Eric Luke said, that Joe Dante just had this idea that it would, it would pull the rug from under people's feet. They, they're expecting an adventure and what they get is this this huge sort of pop culture dunk and everyone will love that because it's so surprising. Mm. But no one loved it because it was too surprising. And, and ev everything Joe Dante does has a bit of Looney Tunes in it. And this yeah. is like a Looney Tunes ending almost. Yeah. Even to the point that the, the dad, the dad coming in, yeah, just isn't funny. No, yeah. Despite, mm. but then it's so weird. That's what I meant about it not being more than the sum of its parts. If you were mixing that together in your little pot of movie magic, you'd be like winner because I've got I've got all the ingredients. The the three kids are really good, especially mm. for their age, especially for the lack of experience. They're brilliant. Mm. You've got a brilliant director. You've got brilliant music. You know, you've just got all the elements, and yet it just doesn't do anything. It's very strange. It's a good. Uh, lesson for us because you, you, you still need a third act 
fundamentally. Do you, do you though? I think about this wow. all the time. No, I'm obsessed with it. You do. Right. You do. Yeah. And it's so easy to write and be like, and then everybody makes up and it's fine and it's done. And then I think about Tootsie all the time. No act three. He says, I'm sorry. Film ends. And everyone loves that movie. I saw a woman talking this week who worked on the original Star Wars and a few of them with George Lucas in the offices. And she said that when they were making Star Wars, the first one, he said to her, all you need is a good first 10 minutes and a good last 10 minutes. Nothing else matters. <laughs> Which I found quite a shocking thing for him to say. That's, that's so good. But that's my thing. That's what I always think. Episodes of 24, that's all they were. Yeah. The, minute, the, the middle 40 minutes of every episode of 24, nothing happened. But the beginning and end made you think you'd watch the best thing ever. So I watched Triangle of Sadness this week mm. and the middle section of that is so good that everything either side of it pales in comparison mm. and by the end you're that's like oh god when's this gonna end that's so interesting mm. that's quite hard to do I, I, it's such an extreme middle act and it's so like holy shit yeah and then it by the end sustain. it can't you sort of you need something you need they needed lucas they needed him to give him a last 10 Get minutes rid of all that. Yep. <laughs> all right. uh, have you got any more uh fascinating facts about uh, no only only just more about you know what was cut out like i didn't realize the kid in the drive through when they're in front of the screen mm. the kid in the car who's with the girl yeah. who's like no special effects are really rubbish yeah he's actually meant to be ben's brother is he yeah but all that got cut out i thought he was an only child you know he's not god he's got a brother He's got a brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. Yep. Thanks for that. Who likes drive-throughs? That's, that's it. I'm glad. I'm glad I asked now. Well, you that's did brilliant. ask. Yeah. No, I did ask. I, you contractually must read everything. <laughs> this yeah. Yeah. It just has to, didn't it? Just mental. If I've cut and pasted onto this, then <laughs> it has to get read. Otherwise, what was the point? I've wasted time. Alex's boring trivia corner. <laughs> <laughs> if it's competing with Inflation Corner, then I'm happy. Still don't get that as a diss. Oh, did I you still see? don't see it. It's you. Useful information. Inflation, increased taxation. No, people actually love it. Um, we've got this week's uh, Wednesday's Clash Q. Yeah. Was uh, do we actually do Vicky's inflation corner? <laughs> what did, ev- what did and, everyone say? I added say? on, or are there any other corners you'd like us to visit on a weekly basis? <laughs> Fair enough. You diluted um, it, a bit, uh, Alex. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know the two thousand francs question yes. um, from yes. the other week. So what was two thousand francs that yeah. Van Helsing's uh, you know reward for his capture or death was two thousand francs in eighteen eighty eight? Yeah. Uh, apparently, Hit and me. this is according to Andy McDonald, uh, he says uh, apparently Van Helsing would be worth. Forty five million eighty nine thousand seven hundred and eighty nine thousand seven hundred and thirteen pounds. Are you okay, Alex? Are you all right? <laughs> that is a big number. <laughs> no, he's written it down wrong. He's written it down wrong. He's written it down wrong. There's one more number. I can do that, man. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. I'm malfunctioning. Uh, anyway. I'm the sick one. Andy McDonald, approximately 2,000 francs in today's money. You're going to love this. Did yes. I say it already? It's yeah. 45 million. Oh. That's brilliant. So Van Helsing. That was rubbish. Van Helsing. Inflation <laughs> Corner was rubbish. I think it's fantastic because it means the filmmakers did not do their research because I don't think they meant to put the equivalent of 45 million <laughs> francs, did they? <laughs> love that. So, so much money if he was around today. <laughs> I'd go after him. 45 for million. What, for throwing someone off a cathedral. That's mental. <laughs> See, Inflation Corner is fun. You didn't think it was going to be, but it is. Yep, yep. It's a great feature. I hate it, but we seem to have had a few people saying, yes, please. Yep. How many is a few? No, don't tell me. A lot. Like under 10. More than there should be, really. Yeah, brilliant. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, guys. Mm. No worries. I turned my phone off. But... <laughs> Craig Main says, uh, don't make it a regular thing. It's better to have her hold it over you and use it at random intervals. Oh God, he's so right. Mm. Yep. I love these people. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said, bring back Tilly on telly. I can't remember what that was. Oh, just words. I, I remember it. I, it makes it rings a bell, but I don't know what it means. Uh, I don't remember this. Lucy says, definitely keep the inflation mm. corner. I was also a big fan of Bond or not Bond from the layer cake episode for Daniel Craig. What films. was Bond or not Bond? I don't remember, but it sounds great. It sounds oh, like a, it sounds like a partridge feature. Bond or not Bond. <laughs> bond was, or not Bond. It was when we picked out li- uh, lyrics. That's not right. When we picked out lines of dialogue from layer cake, and I said to you, "Is it from layer cake or is it from Bond?" Because it's that stupid film. <laughs> Uh, uh, we've also got this. Uh, do you remember, this is going back now, on the Road to Perdition yeah. episode, we were trying to work out what uh, £1,300 or £1,600 that uh, Jude Law's character was uh, was asking to be paid. I fucking hate this. 
<laughs> Jude's character, yeah, yeah, Maguire, yeah. Uh-huh. Maguire oh, yeah. in Road to Perdition, yeah. he asks for £1,600. And he gets to keep the photos. And he gets to keep the photos. We're not going into the photos. Uh, John Braddock says uh, the Bank of England website has an inflation calculator on it. So 1600 in 1940 is £55,000 now. Do you know what? And that sounds about right. right? So someone's done their work when mm. they were writing the script. Fifty-five grand. He's a bit. He'll do. You know, it's it's not pocket change, but it's not life change. To, to, so. to murder someone, yeah, fifty-five. Yeah. That, I'd do it fifty-five. Of course so you would. Yeah, course. You're not daft, are you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd rather go for Van Helsing for forty-five million. <laughs> that seems more worthwhile. Um, please, uh, can we can we please take a break and yeah. then do explorers in about fifteen minutes? Great. Yeah. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, sorry. I genuinely love that. Let's talk about explorers. There's no money in this, so you'll be fine. I don't think. Right, so um, little Ben, he's having a dream. This dream looks like Tron. Tron! Yes. Tron! 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 Tron. Yeah. Vector um, circuit board, Tron! Oh yeah, I forgot to say, so ILM did the effects, so you'd be like, slam dunk, everyone, take the week off, we're going to the bank, this film is going to be fine. This all looks amazing, and I loved it. Mm. I just love the flying over it, I think it's trippy, it draws you in, and I really wanted to stay there. Mm. <laughs> Just watch Tron. I just, yeah, but I, lo- I like yeah, yeah, I like Tron. Um, right, so Ben lets his friend Wolfgang know what he saw in the dream, and Wolfgang can build it. Now, Wolfgang is a geek, and we know this because he wears a full suit and he doesn't own a bag. So the script can expressly go, he carries an arm full of books. <laughs> That's the only reason he does that. It's fine. It's, it's visual storytelling. It's yeah, fine. True. It's a shorthand. Show don't tell. Yeah, 100%. So then we meet Trouble Darren. So now we've got a very standard buddy trio. That is Nerd, Normal and Issues or Chris, Vicky, Alex. People can't see where you're pointing. (laughs) Chris, Nerd, Vicky, Normal, Alex, Issues. Whoa. Oh, I think me and you are interchangeable, but you very, Chris, you rarely have issues. Off the back of me being untrustworthy last week. You are untrustworthy. No, I I got that from last week. (laughs) So I've got issues and I'm untrustworthy. Sometimes you have drama. Don't you? Do you know what? I probably will have issues if you carry on doing this on a week <laughs> by week dramas, basis. Isn't it? I've got drama. I've always been dramas. Drama. And then I have dramas too. But if there's ever three of us are ever in a social situation, Chris isn't bringing any drama, is he? No. It's me and you. It depends how much. Ah, oh, that's a, true. It yeah, creates yeah. a bit of drama. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can I be a nerdy jock? <laughs> No, pick a lane. You can't have both. I've never been able to. Uh, it's a good job we learned a lot about Darren, the fact that his mum's died and his dad uh, hauls junk. Uh, he's he's an okay guy, but he's very unlucky because all that's going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see how those important points about Darren's life are resolved at the end. Very true. Dad used to catch him, but now we can run. He can't catch him anymore. Oh, that's so 80s as well, isn't it? Yeah, abuse, brilliant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've got a question. 
Is that James Cromwell? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Isn't that you, can, you can look this stuff up, by the way, <laughs> when you're watching the oh, film. Is I, was, I, really I looked up about the fact that the kid at the drive-in was yeah, his yeah. brother. I've done that. Yeah, that is mad, though, isn't it? Yeah. James Cromwell playing an... Uh, well, uh, not elderly. He's elderly now. He wasn't elderly then, but a yeah. German man, very German, very man. German. Yeah. I mean, Eric Luke said he bumped in. He said it's just amazing to watch the film again because you see these people that have gone on to like win Oscars and have this huge career. James Cromwell, and he saw him once, and he went up to him. And he sort of had to remind him who he was. He's like, I'm Eric, and I did Explorers, <laughs> and I Roy, and I was on set. And he was just like so lovely too. He was like, that's just you know such a nice, generous thing but, to do. Um, uh, what this stuff reminded me of is another reason that maybe this wasn't a huge success. Didn't this come out a week after Back to the Future yes. as well? That's going to contribute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bearing in mind that the audience movement of Live Aid, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, this house did remind me of a Doc Brown house, like yeah. mid eighties. There was always someone had a house like this in in a movie. I think maybe is this the scene you mean? That rat that he's that Heinlein. got uh, the rat going cheese is the funniest thing I've seen for yeah, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. The, the, the rat saying cheese and the rat telling uh, Wolfgang's dad to go to hell. <laughs> Fantastic. It's go so to funny. hell. It's, it's like, really funny. Yeah, fant- uh, MVW. Yeah. Yeah. Already. <laughs> yeah, the rat. <laughs> yeah. Or specifically the rat's voice, actually. I'm not that keen on the rat, but the voice is just perfect. Yeah. Um, it's great. And the bit where the little sphere is destroying the basement and you can just hear the rat going, help, help, help. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> More of the rat. Yes, please. A uh, little bit of early tech porn for people like me. Mm. Some talk of very early internet and a big monitor and... Um, Oh no, that's in the that's in the other film. I've got some more of that later. Sorry, I nearly went too there's early. There's a lot of stuff, isn't there? There's chunky computers and there's yeah. the sci-fi comics. And none of it makes any sense because in a bit when they get the bubble, right? No, actually, what do I know? It's the Wolfgang says it's a it, it's a thing that can move in three dimensions, and I was like, can't everything move in three dimensions? <laughs> but am I wrong? No, uh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Everything, everything okay, moves in three dimensions, I believe. Um, the, the, the toy monkey that he picks up, that's from Close Encounters. Oh, okay. A little bit. Cause, um, Dante, that's a good film. Dante loves an Easter egg. Yep. He does. There's a couple in this one. It's good. It's a good little bit of destruction derby when the sphere destroys the basement. It's well done. Yeah, it's all right. It's a bit like a gremlin, isn't it? Wrecking all the shit, yeah. I thought. Oh, I love that movie. So <laughs> this is the first, just to be that, you know, this is my job, you know, the first of many like stop-start moments. So we're in the lab, we see what the computer can do, but then it's like, oh, we've got a come back tonight why just cause so then we go back tonight and then the bubble and it's like okay it's wrecking shit so then we're not going to test it now we've got to wait till the morning it's like what is happening uh, you should always wait till, when you've got blue balls you should always wait till the morning <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I wrote down the same thing I'm like when is this movie going to start doing yeah. something it's so mm. laboured this whole beginning I mean it's great when he's looking in Laurie Swanson's window that's funny I guess yeah She's not going to be undressing that early. I know. How old are they? I mean, whatever. It's fine. It's, but- I mean, you think about the like Monster Squad, Adventures in Babysitting. So many movies from this era had this exact scene. Mm. And yet this one feels somehow creepier. Does it? Yeah, because, I don't know, it's just the fact that he's sort of like, take me closer. <laughs> and then you, she, he talks about what she's eating. I, like. I guess the, the issue is, I think these the films from this decade, as you're right, they all had the scene, but they were almost approving of it. Oh, yeah. Whereas now, the only way you'd have that scene is if you really got your fucking comeuppance, because well, this yeah. is not, this is not allowed. that Ben is the good guy. He's, ben, he's a very yeah. neutral character. Yeah. Um, you know, Darren's the got the issues and Wolfgang's the nerd, but Ben is like totally neutral. So as in, he's got not much character, but he's ostensibly our hero and he does the spying on thing and you're meant to go, oh, okay, that's cool. And then he gets the girl. Like, there's no punishment for that. And it's, it is, there is a big seal of approval for it, mm. I mean, you know. We get that good scene in the school here where uh, Ben uh, talks about how people breathe CO2 on Mars. The Martian atmosphere is made of CO2. Yeah. I can't wait to see that come back at the end where they're on Mars. <laughs> That'll be good. That's why that's in there. Look, he's pl- Dante's playing a prank on you. Because <laughs> he's a loony. He's a loony tune. It, it's misdirection. Totally. Oh, when we get to the end, we're not on Mars. They'll be like, oh, he got me. He got me. I love that. <laughs> so is this the scene you mean? We got to the junkyard the wreckers yard yeah um yeah and it is magical it is it's full of wonder oh and... no this isn't the scene i mean the, the one that i think is pure ambling no no no, no. This, this is good i like the 18 montage here where they build the thing i was i yeah. was stressed out though that he said he get he gives the dog gum mm. and then says the dog won't swallow it i spent the rest of the film thinking about that dog and whether Can or not he would spit <laughs> answer the question can they go uh simon hoxaloogie yeah because <laughs> if it's got oh. if... <laughs> 
Sorry. Yep. Not sorry. Say, were, you, were you stressed about that dog swallowing that gum? Weirdly, no. Because okay. it was one of the rare occasions where you're more stressed about an animal in a film than I am. I was pretty okay with the dog chewing gum. It seemed like it knew what it was doing. <laughs> How? Dogs p- eat everything. Why would it not eat the gum? <laughs> Simon can blow a bubble with bubble gum. I give Simon hubba bubba. <laughs> he really can. It's amazing. It so I assume shit. most dogs can do that. If they can't, then I have a dog with a gift and Love I'm it. going to put that on TV. A special dog. Britain's yeah. Got Talent. Of course you do. Is that still on? I have no idea. Okay. I don't watch ITV. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I the other day? I was in a, like, a waiting room situation and the catchphrase was on. I was like, I fucking love catchphrases. Oh. I'm not allowed to watch catchphrases in my house because Mark won't have it. Mm. It's good, clean family fun. What's Mr. Chips doing? He doesn't do it anymore, but it's... Because he's dead. Because <laughs> he's dead. Yeah. That, would so be that, also, that wasn't him. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but that was not Roy Walker. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think because I started. Was I mean, Stephen Mulhern? That... Put your back into it, buddy. <laughs> do you want me to do Sean Connery again? I mean, that's really good. I can do that. Yeah. So, what's Mister Chips doing? <laughs> anyway, say what you see. It's so good. Yep. So, um... <laughs> My mum thought so. <laughs> uh, the boys, uh, the boys have got this waltzer. I was a bit confused. They wheel it home, but the point of the bubble is that the bubble is transport. No, so why have they wheeled a waltz home? Do you want another bit of boring trivia? Sure. <laughs> Apparently this scene where the waltzer rolls out of control down the hill, that wasn't originally in the theatrical release. They added that again later. No, yeah. no, no, no thanks. <laughs> Carry on, Vicky. All right, so we've got Fucking everything. Fucking IMDb. <laughs> Delete IMDb from your phone. <laughs> well, he wasn't in it. And then they put it back in. Wow! <laughs> they called wow. it the Thunder Road. Yep. Thank yep. you, Bruce Springsteen. Thank you, Bruce. One of his best. Yeah. Um, so then it moves upwards very slowly. <laughs> I just felt annoyed about that because because of the stop start after they just sort of trick out the waltz, so we go back to school, and then I'm like, oh, can we not just go to space? Yeah. But anyway, we finally have lift off, and it's very slow. And one of the boys even says it hardly feels like we're moving. It's like it hardly looks like you're moving. <laughs> but this is the scene. This is the scene that I think they get right. This first flight where the score kicks in and they're flying over like pure Amblin suburbia oh, yeah, course, to the yeah. drive in. This whole this whole sequence is where I literally wrote, oh thank God, yeah. <laughs> oh thank God, something's happening and it's working and the magic and this idea of kids building a spaceship and flying over like 80 suburbia it works it's Lovely. great yeah um so they fly past a drive-in now if you were thinking of taking the piss out of this film they've cut you off at the knees there because they got there first yep. mm. so what who's it ben's brother is like you can hardly see the strings <laughs> he's not ben's brother ben's whoever he is he was meant to be but he's not there someone said who says you um you can hardly see the strings yeah ben, ben's, not, ben's brother. not brother yeah that whole plot line was cut out yeah, yeah. and so then you've got the just s- like the waltz a bit where it rolls <laughs> <laughs> uh you've got robert picardo this sort of film within a film as mm, star killer star mm. killer luke skywalker original name yeah is it me or does it feel like we're watching flesh gordon it feels a little bit naughty certainly the line star killer you're being taken from behind (laughs) does not really feel like it should be in this movie (laughs) (laughs) he likes a bit of subversion though doesn't he dante i guess he sticks a lot of stuff like that in his films sure so here we are now you have explained a lot about this already in the um the rough and tumble of podcasting Mm. dick miller is charlie he's in the chopper He's mm. not the bad guy. So let, walk me through it, right? So he's relentless in his pursuit and he's like, it's personal, God damn it!" And then he eventually assaults Ben and then eventually he's like, good luck, kids. And then, am I right? We never see him again. Is that right? Uh, yes, correct. That's okay. it. That is all 100% correct. He is suggested to be a villain, but then he's, it's the old switcheroo. It's he's like, just not. Like they breathe CO2 on Mars. We're not going to Mars. He's a villain. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> He's proud of them when he sees them take off. It's exactly the same storyline as Peter Coyote in E.T., where he's he's set up as the villain. He's had a similar experience, I think, to Elliot, and then he grows to sort of respect them and and happy that he has this adventure. That's why Spielberg bought this script to steal that idea. Steal that one idea. Which is not true. I did think though, because I do love Dick Miller, and when he said, even though I'm annoyed, because it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, you were bad. No, you're good. Who are you? Why are you chasing them? What are you doing? And when he says, "Nice going, kids," it, it's done mm. very well. I, th- I thought it was quite moving. He's a wonderful actually. actor. And when his mate picks up the newspaper, did you see one of the headlines? Is Kingston Falls riot still unexplained? I did. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Do you? Shared universe. <laughs> Shared universe. <laughs> 
So, okay. Uh, then the kids go home. Because that's Gremlins. That's yeah. That's where Gremlins... Sorry, sorry I should have it. said... Sorry, it. I should have said... Yeah, it's Gremlins. It's Gremlins. Yeah. Um, that's where Kingston Falls is Kingston the town. Falls, yeah. So, uh, the Gremlins have fucked yeah. up that place. Yeah, oh, man. So, okay. The kids go home. But why? Why? Anyway. Um, Wait, do they go home again? They go home. I thought they went into space now. No, they, they go maybe home. Maybe I just wrote no notes for this section because I've got, nice going, kid. Then they're in space. No, you just didn't write any notes, right. which is fine because there's an argument about a missing part, which I didn't know there was a missing part of Thunder Road. Right. And they have another Tron dream and then they can get the schematics for the missing part. Okay. Daft. Um, but this is the bit where Ben does his will, which is quite funny, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And gets his mum to sort of sanction him <laughs> on his suicide mission, <laughs> which I quite liked. So then we're off again. And then we get a poltergeist reference just to warm us up, just to wet our whistle yep. before the onslaught <laughs> later of millions of references. And then they're in a spaceship and no one comes to greet them. And then there is a very funny line about the aliens because one of them says, oh, maybe they're just not hungry yet, which I do think is very funny. All right. um, now, I mentioned this at the start. Is it meant to look like at a soft play centre in a shitty leisure centre or not? <laughs> because it does. Yeah. It looks like it smells. But at least it has a point. At least there's a real reason for them going through a weird obstacle course before they reach the aliens. It feels yeah. like they've run out of money. It and feels he, like and a museum that had a kids' hands-on exhibition funded by the mm. Arts Council that then ran out of money. It's very specific. <laughs> um, but Joe Dante did say, didn't he, that the paint wasn't even dry when the kids were walking on the set. So this, I mean, not a lot of time was spent on this but they do have our first ever look at a giant mechanical spider I couldn't believe it I mean is, is John Peters connected to this no. movie anyway? no look, what's just a big fan just a big fan <laughs> it's good the metal spider's good I yeah. like this bit yeah I was like cool just when the, the spider sorry I'm going to drown no it's fine takes a photograph of Laurie from Ben's ass pocket that was a weird moment like it's going through his bum anyway which oh, I found yeah. very uncomfortable mm. yeah 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 and when then he's carrying him, yeah. Yeah. The frisk, yeah. it's, not, it's more than a frisk though isn't it yeah because he flips him round yeah. he does yeah, yeah hands that's, against the wall yeah that's um, that's kicked things up a gear yeah, sure. I think very yeah. odd moment and the sniffing tubes as well it sniffs him yeah mm. for, for, a, for a kids film a bit upsetting sure. so then we meet whack <laughs> okay alright let's do this so effects done by Rob Bettine who we love you know he'd do. done the thing like two years before this They're... okay this is the first time I've seen this mm. the alien does look like an alien from a kids book the kids books that you get now there's a whole series called Aliens Meet Father Christmas or Aliens go to, Aliens Meet Dinosaurs. I can't remember what they're called. They're for really little children. And the the aliens look exactly like this one. So if you're a child and you think alien, mm -hmm. I think they've done a really good job of rendering that. Yep. But when it goes, what's up, Doc? And Ben looks disappointed. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I quite liked what I initially thought was going on here because uh, there's no way of knowing that Neek and Wack are brother and sister at the start. So yeah. I was like, Man, that's really cool that they have such an open relationship that Neek, being Wax's <laughs> other half, is allowed to flirt and chat up Wolfgang yeah. on the sofa. And Wax just like, that's cool, we have an open relationship. I was yeah. like, this is really forward thinking. Mm. Yeah. It was actually very disappointing when I found out they were brother and sister. Physiologically, they have nothing in common apart from they're both pink. Her eyes are on stalks mm. and his eyes aren't. Nope. So they're not brother and sister. They're not even the same creature. Like, but you never know what's downstairs. <laughs> Every hole's a goal. <laughs> Yeah, or as, as Wax says later, when he finds the picture of Laurie, he goes, I'd like to get my cups on her. Mm. Yeah. She's a child! <laughs> and also cups, sucking cups. Yeah. Did you think, you know when you walk into the scene where Wolfgang is with Neek and they're in this, I thought it looked like a spa slash meditation pod. It's like a drugs chat because they're not looking at each other, but they're just talking shit. And he's like, I can see things so clearly. Oh my God, yeah. And they're, they basically, they're taking like magic mushrooms yeah. or maybe a bit of MDMA and they're really chill. Yes. And Wack has been mainlining cocaine. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, guys, 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 wait, look at me, look at me, look at me. I've got another one, I've got another one. Got another one. Wait, 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 watch this, watch and this, watch this. And it's really harsh and everyone's on a different level. It's <laughs> Like, dude, we needed to take the same thing. <laughs> this is fucked up. You're really stressing me out. Please go outside. Well, I'm going to do a song. I'm going to do a little Richard. Going to do a little Richard. Put, put, turn it up. Turn it up. Turn it up. <laughs> dude, fucking hell, man. Just chill. We're just having a chat. <laughs> Hey, can you bother me? Get away from me! That's exactly what it's like. Yep. <laughs> um, there's a bit where so Wolfgang, who's like kind of into Neek, 
he's, they're like, oh, are you talking to this alien? And he says something like, she's smart. And it's the inference. He's like, she's smart as well as beautiful. <laughs> but it's like, she got you here, you little fucker. <laughs> like, she's an alien. She's sent you alien tech. And you're like, she's actually quite clever. Yeah. This whole bit's great, though, because Ben is I, quite... I don't know whether I like him. Like, this whole ending where Ben is really pissed off. Yeah. Like, he's so disappointed. It's such an odd moment. I mean, I get it, because he's been like, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to be alien life. They're going to be, like, so intelligent. And then the fact that they just, like pop culture and mm. stuff i can't decide i either i either quite like it because it's so weird or I, I think it's just stupid but in the end i came <laughs> around to this idea that it was a bit like time bandits you know you remember time bandits yeah, yeah. where you've got this whole thing and then the end is sort of weirdly downbeat yeah. and it almost mocks you for getting so engaged with everything that happened before you're like this is a bit like okay sure yeah. it's a bit sort of sad I get that. So why does it feel so... Well, God, maybe, you know, I watched Time Bandits when I was little, so I suppose you just accept it a bit more. It, than... The last scene of Time Bandits really upset me as a kid. I yeah. was like, what is that? <laughs> in, in your intro, Vicky, you mentioned that the cultural references were before your time. Do you yes. think... Like, do, what, so I'm, I wrote some down. It's, it's Bugs Bunny, yeah. Mr. Ed, Tarzan... And Ed Sullivan introducing the Beatles. Um, <laughs> like, I, I mean, I did watch, I did watch Mr. Ed when I was a little kid. I don't even know what Mr. Ed is. It was a, it's it a was horse, a, isn't it? Was, it? Yeah, it was, it was a very old show about a talking horse that was on like a Sunday morning. Black, okay. It was black and white. It was that old. Right. <laughs> um, Tarzan is obviously Tarzan. Tarzan I watched Tarzan a lot when I was a kid. A bit. Bugs Bunny, obviously. Yeah, but... Bugs Bunny, obviously. Not Ed Sullivan. No. Um, but yeah, should, what what should they what should the cultural references have been? I guess I mean, they can't have been too. Oh no, I don't if know. you're going to do it, if you're going to be like fuck this, we're going to do super super sort of you know self reflexive whatever. You just have to do the most current stuff you can. Like Star a lot. Why is it why is it from the sixties? Like yeah. I mean, you don't you don't know what's going to be big because like you could sit there you could sit here now and go, well, it's nineteen eighty five. It should have been the A team. The A team would have been great. People, the A team's still mm. big now, but you wouldn't know that the A team would still be a cultural touchstone like twenty years from now. Yeah. I know. I suppose they were thinking that this stuff from the 60s people do still talk about. And, so. and are they implying that it took a while for them to get into space, the, the space waves? I, I don't, don't mind know. it. Because like, oh, like Robert, yeah, Robert no, Picardo is excellent, but it just goes on for such a long time. And the kids are looking at whack like, stop it. So I'm mm. thinking, stop it. Then he does a song and they're like, brilliant. He's like, nope, that's not done it. Oh, I like the song. The no. Little Richard song. I like the line, I watched four episodes of Lassie before Fucking I worked out why the little hairy kid <laughs> <laughs> didn't speak. That's hilarious. That was that's really funny. Yeah. yeah, that's really funny. So the, this interview I read with Eric Luke, this interview is just in love with explorers, just so besotted. And it's like he's like, I love that line about Lassie, and he's like, Yeah, I didn't write that. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to claim those lines as a no, screenwriter. It was an improv. I just remembered. Did you remember watching a show called Get Fresh when you were a kid? Saturday Oof. morning show with Gaz Top. No. no. Oh, it had an alien called Gilbert who was snotty. Yes. Yeah, I remember Gilbert. Yeah, I just got him up. Look, I got a picture of Gilbert. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that was a year later. It's a disgusting puppet for Saturday yeah. morning. But they're clearly nicked that off Explorers. <laughs> I'll post that on the Twitter. That is a disgusting puppet. You're right. My friend um, Andrew Andrew Grocock. Uh, he was in my primary school. He, he had a tough time, didn't he? He was on that Saturday morning show, which is the only reason I know it, because I think it was ITV, so I wasn't allowed to watch it. But uh, but he was on that show, and everyone was like, oh my God, Andrew was on TV. Mm. <laughs> With Gaz Top. <laughs> I remember Gaz Top was... No. Do you? No. No, okay. no, sorry. Brink, can you? I know you've brought up Gilbert. Could you bring up Gaz Top as well? Yeah, I'd like talk to amongst yourselves while okay, I get great. up Gaz Top. Thanks. Well, what did you think about this? This is a U-rated movie and the aliens, the message is, we want to come to Earth, but we're worried you'll exterminate us and we just want to be friends. And there's too many germs as well, they said. There's too many germs. I think it's childish even for a kid's movie to go, we just want to be your friend. Like, children can... I thought it was, I thought it was an interesting message there that... Uh... Gaz Top. Holy shit. <laughs> Wow! Hello, handsome. Oh my god, that's a that's a it, whole lot of man. It was on children's telly all the time in the eighties. ITV though, we didn't watch okay. ITV. I didn't. I did. You should know. Um, <laughs> the the thing about we'd love to come to Earth, but you know they're referencing all the movies. Like he's watched, they've got War of the Worlds. Ben's watching yeah. that earlier, and it's this idea that if they come to Earth because we're so stupid and like ignorant, we'll just kill them. Yeah, and I think that's kind of interesting. That's hmm. interesting. But then going, we just want to be friends is what do you mean it's too basic that's what they want no I know that's what they want but you could add another layer we want to be friends because have you heard a situation where <laughs> you were like are we romantically involved <laughs> someone, went, someone went I just want to be friends uh, is, that a tr- is it a triggering line uh, is that line triggering never, never uh, happened to me <laughs> I, I'm the one who says it <laughs> 
So now daddy's here. Now the kids have stolen his car. We can't really tell what he's saying for some reason, even though we can tell what his children are saying. So, so this whole bit, it's like, it's like we don't really have a third act. Yeah. So we're going to make it up on the spot. But what we're going to do is we're going to make our running time because we are just going to, we're going to drag this out. It's like, it, it's not really an idea, but we're going to do it for a long time. <laughs> I might not say this scene was a bit of a low point for me, podcasting career wise. I was just <laughs> staring at it. I was like, I don't know what to do because. I, I blame the guy who did the voice. It's the same. Is it not Robert it's, Picardo's yeah. voice? No. Oh, is it not? Someone else was involved in this. Not Frank Welker. If you... Give over! The Welks. You're the lying Welks. to me. The Welks apparently voiced the father and did some of the impressions of Whack, although Picardo got all the credit for them. Oh, really? That is the word on the street. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we could have a new Welker. Oh, wow. Oh, our well, worst, now I feel our worst, even Our even worst Welker ever, yeah. yeah. Again, in your, in your big recipe, in your melting pot of magic, you chuck a bit of Welks in there. It's, su- it's such a, a, a single joke, isn't it? Yeah. The kids nick the car that you just got to get in and out. Yeah. Move yeah. on. Don't, don't dwell on this. Because it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it might be funny if you didn't dwell on it. If you well, use it to concept. propel you to... They escape together to get away from Dad and then they go and do something. Yes, yeah. it's, it's space pirates. It's space pirates. It's space pirates. It's not space pirates. It's our dad. It's got, our dad. He's got very. It's still our dad. It's still our dad. It's not space. He's pirates. got very angry hands coming out of his eyes. Though. Yeah, That's an interesting visual. Very true. So they get sent on their way, which mm. is obviously a bit disappointing. And then Laurie's in on the dreams, and this I loved this actually, even though I was in such a bad mood about it, because the crystal that they get given really is the stuff that dreams are made of. How cool is that? So when you've got the crystal you can connect your dreams that's i like that i thought that was good is that what it is i didn't even pick up on that. yeah uh thunder road sinks i don't care which is a bit of a shame <laughs> um, and then laurie leaves her house but then doesn't talk to the boys that's baffled me and annoyed me um and then they go back and they live their lives and then they have a group dream and now they're explorers and that's that the film ends Yep. Now I've got some sort of sitcom credits at the end. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> yes, I always do. You like that as well. Oh, wait, doesn't Whack come back? Yeah, yeah, but there's one last space cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's quite good. Sure. That's all I have. Great. Okay. Uh, uh, Deadline on. reported that Carrie Fukunaga no. and David Lowry are working on the pilot for an adaptation of the film on TV. That simply can't be true. <laughs> absolutely true. I doubt that's still happening. <laughs> true Detective Explorers remake. <laughs> No Time to Die explores a TV show. <laughs> Fine. Uh, what's your best scene, Alex? Uh, it's almost whack singing Little Richards all around the world. No, Love that moment. All right. uh, it's a very fun moment. Uh, I like the Star Killer pretend movie within a movie. It looks really good. I want to watch that film. Yeah, it does look mm. good. I agree with I you. Could, I'd happily, if they should make that into a TV show with Robert Picardo, I'd definitely watch that. Yep. It's a bit sexy as well. <laughs> and you? I haven't really got one now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go back in time. And I can remember as a kid being blown away when I found out the aliens were kids as well. Mm. So I'm going to say that just because it affected me as a child. Okay. Mine is anytime we're in Tron. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. What's your most valuable whatever, Chris? Cheese. <laughs> the, I don't know the, the mouse, the line, the seed. Cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Go to sorry. hell. So Go good. to hell. Yeah, he's Cheese. good. Heinlein, Heinlein, the mouse. Yeah, it's so good. Are you? Ooh. It's almost Robert Picardo as whack. Uh, I do like him. I think it's Dick Miller as yeah. Charlie Drake. Yeah, uh, I, I had him as well. Uh, yeah, this weird yeah. unexplained subplot. So, like the bit where he looks up and you mentioned it at the ship leaving and goes, "Nice going, kid." Mm. That bit is so powerful that I sort of filled in this backstory that isn't really explained. I didn't know it was about joint consciousness. I just thought he'd had the same dream as a kid and for whatever reason hadn't been able to follow it through, didn't have a Wolfgang in his life, wasn't able to visit these aliens. But the fact that Ben was be was able to do that just filled him with this joy. He's like, mm. nice going, kid. And like, I made up this entire story for him and it made me go, I fucking love Charlie Drake. Yeah. Dick Miller. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, mine's Ethan Hawke, actually, because he is the straight man isn't he like you know you've got um uh darren as the rebel who keeps saying this and um um wolfgang's your nerd and fine 
so you've got to play this sort of nothing person and he's really good and it was his first ever acting role mm. and he you, I don't know I, I just I was very taken with how good he is for his age given that he's got to play right down the middle of like he's got he's not allowed any big emotions kind of thing because that's his role in the trio mm. uh, so I thought he was good so him mm. what would you change Chris Jeopardy please <laughs> we've got to inject some Jeopardy in this film and I, I think what I'd maybe like to see is I think maybe the alien dad should be wanting to punish them like he punishes his kids and they've got to escape from him. So he's not going to kill them, but maybe he's going to send them to their room for 100 years or something. He's going to put his cups on them. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I think you need an action sequence at the end just to propel us home. Yeah. And what about you? Uh, Star Killer, you're being taken from behind. <laughs> Shouldn't be in a kid's movie. Oh, really? Uh, but also, <laughs> also, Easy prude. <laughs> I just think uh, my real one is... Um, I just think this could have done Space Jam before Space Jam. If they'd stuck with that original thing of a space baseball game, yeah. space ball, yep. uh, then it would have been brilliant. Yeah, mine's, it's a bit, we've said all of them. Make Charlie a proper bad guy. Give it a proper ending. Give the troubled home life story some closure. Um, bring the cheese rat mouse back into it. It's not finished. The film isn't finished. Do the film again. <laughs> That's the change. Don't release it against one of the biggest concerts in the history of the world. And Back to the Future. And Back to the Future. And to be fair, Dante, uh, he does a he does a suck on this Geldof. <laughs> see see how well your stupid little gig does against explorers. <laughs> Uh, Dante does a podcast called The Movies That Made Me and this comes up every now and then. Someone <laughs> someone want to talk to him about it and, you know, he, he never changes. He's really, really unhappy with how it yeah. turned out. He's got so much regret about this film yeah. and he's always weirded out when people say they love it. He's like, he's happy, but it's, it's sad, really. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right, we're done. All right, quiz. This one is very straightforward. Question, answer. Shout out the answer first. Okay, sure. Yep. And they're all uh, space-related trivia questions. Okay. What was the name of the first dog in space? Laika. Wow, that was fast. I know, right? God, do you know what? Hats off to you, Alex. That's right. amazing. Yeah. Look I, at make, when I'm... Makes me sad, though. That's a dog I've had of. I just died up there. Still floating around in oh, it. Oh, I wonder if it came back to Earth. I don't know whether there's a dog skeleton. I wonder if you decompose in a... In the, yeah, you would do. There's a decompose... There's a, anyway, carry on, Chris. <laughs> Uh, Alex, you go first here, and then you go second, Vicky. What okay. was the what in what year was Yuri Gagarin the first person in space? Nineteen. Oh my god, nineteen sixty-three. Oh, I was going to say nineteen sixty-three. Okay, nineteen fifty-eight. Alex wins. Yay! What year was it? Sixty-one. Oh, close, close. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it does you three? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't. See, he can do maths. Yeah, look Sorry. at that. He oh, can do yeah, maths. take it back now. Mr. Maths over here. Welcome to Maths Corner. Uh, Vicky, you go first with this one. Okay. Uh, what colour are sunsets on Mars? Uh, the sun never sets on Mars. No, there is an answer here. <laughs> no, that's your answer. <laughs> All right, fine. Yeah. Alex, a colour. <laughs> no, come on, we're going to do this. Uh, green. Orange. No. Blue. Correct. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> They're blue. Uh, dust in the Martian atmosphere has fine particles that permit blue light to penetrate the atmosphere more efficiently than that. other colours. Yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. That is interesting. Uh, what's the name of the comet that orbits... Halley's uh, Comet. Correct. Fuck off, I knew that. Did you go, did you go see it? Oh, this was... Because I'm one of the few people that will, might have a chance of seeing it twice. Why oh. is that? Because it only comes once every... It was in the mid-80s it came It was, yeah, exactly. So yeah. you had to be very young in the mid-80s. Yeah, I oh. was, it was there. It was, did you see it? I remember that we had a big festival in Roundy Park, yeah. but I don't actually recall seeing it, but maybe I did. Yeah, I don't I know if I saw it, it, but I remember going out to see it. I remember right. the night. <laughs> yeah, 1986, <laughs> and then it's not back for another 75 years. Wow. But you'll still yes. only have seen it once if you didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. see it. <laughs> I might have seen it. I had the opportunity to see it twice. Did you see it the I first saw time? It. I did it. I, no. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember being out. So, counts. Um, right, shout, shout this one. Uh, what is the name of the hottest planet in our solar system? Mercury. No, Jupiter. Venus. Correct. Oh. Is Venus hotter than Mercury? Mercury's the one closest to the sun. That Venus, our solar system's hottest planet, measures... At 842 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. It's not enough to melt steel, but it's hot enough to melt lead. So don't build your spaceships out of lead. <laughs> Finally. A lesson for us all there. Uh, Alex, you go first on this one. How many humans have walked on the moon? Oh, God, it's some, like 12. Correct! <laughs> hey! 
What? <laughs> uh, I think we can safely say that Alex has won the space race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, Mr. Spaceman. <laughs> Spaceman. All right. <laughs> Easy Babylon Zoo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, also, fuck you. <laughs> It's just payback for last week. Didn't I know. Want, didn't want to say that, but fuck you. I know, I know. It's all right. I can say it again. And, and it fine. wasn't even movie facts. It was real facts. <laughs> real facts that I'm you. Okay, good. Uh, right, that is it then. Uh, let's look ahead to next week and our next listener suggested pairing. It's our Valentine's Day special. We know who suggested it. Brett suggested it. What's it? Brett who? Brett, Brett Hyrak. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Uh, so, uh, V, you mm. have the clue. <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> this is the clue. Mm. This is the clue. Men. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite good. Thank you. <laughs> do you want to do it again, though? Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I don't know if people would have caught it. Okay. Sorry, I've got it out of my system yeah. now. Ready? Men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying men yeah. at the yeah, end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's our it's alternative Valentine's Day special, and that's yeah. your clue. Did you want to do another clue from Brett? I, got, I came up with so many clues. This is so ripe for clues, these two films. <laughs> yeah. But no, we'll do. I, Brett did send in some clues, and I'm going to get Vicky to read one out, but let's do it at the end of next episode. All right. Okay, cool. Well, you mean when we announce the movies? Yeah, right, sure. Uh, okay, that's it. That's your clue. Men. Mm, <laughs> We're back on Thursday talking flights of the Navigator and revealing the winner of this week's clash. Until then, have a great week. Bye-bye. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 